there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Here we go. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Huge show lined up here on a Wednesday. Jeff Seeley in an hour from right now, our buddy, a golf handicapper. His thoughts on the Bay Hill, uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational, his best bets of the tournament, Tony Pauline, NFL draft analyst for Pro Football Network on the Combine. And uh, there's a new, well, it's uh, at most books, we have a new favorite from a couple of weeks ago to go number one overall. And there's another guy climbing up the odds board uh, to go number one. And Randy McKay in studio for a full hour Yes. The final hour of today's show. We've known him now for a handful of years. He was the 2017 VSIN Fan of the Year. And man, does he have the stories. You're going to want to hang around to hear professional sports better and gambler Randy McKay. And you're, you're getting to know him a little bit better because of the video poker stuff, right? Yeah. I actually, for the first time, uh, just he, he was telling me stories for about an hour because we were in the video poker tournament at uh, the D over the weekend. Uh, not to mention he cashed uh, and won the DraftKings contest as well. But dumpster diving. Uh, just pack up and move because there's a great machine or machines at a, a particular casino. Uh-huh. Oh, fascinating stuff. Many, many states it's, away. Well, it just you just talk to the guy who just go take you through. And we still want to do this video as he's been kind enough to volunteer and say, I'll, I'll share some of my secrets. But he'll just go through Madonna, any random slot machine games and just point out, hey, a tourist or whoever left a bonus here or left multipliers here and left something. It's incredible, the knowledge that he has and, uh, and, and the stuff he can, he can point out and just walk in the floor with him. Sure. The genuine article. Has not, he's an advantage player. I don't, yep. know, I don't know how to put this. Uh, I will say that he hasn't had a, quote, job in oh. 25 years. Oh, absolutely. Although what he does oh, is, yeah. I mean, it's a full-time, well, yeah, obviously right. it's a full-time thing, and he's at it, you know, every single day of his life, yep. being a professional gambler and looking for advantages and being a sports better and putting the time into it and absolutely grinding but you're right. Sweepers, vultures. He'll explain all that stuff. The dumps. I can't wait for the dumpster diving. Remember, we had Steve Sear in here before, a longtime casino host. Sure. Um, Jason Leeds. He he actually <laughs> told us what dumpster diving for numbers, phone numbers, like in San Francisco, behind like office buildings. He would go, and that's in his book. Yep. Uh, Will hunt in the desert, and just the, how far these people will go, and I, I find it fascinating. I. Mm-hmm. I'd love to like hang around with Randy for like four or five days in a row. 
Well, he's up to no yes. good. Yes. And how about his past weekend? Quickly. He's in the video poker tournament, which first place is 10000 at uh, the D. The same time, he's in a blackjack tournament at the Golden Nugget. And then he's also staying at the Venetian. Is there, They're running some kind of promotion there as well. I love it. And he, you won't believe how many cars he's won in drawings, too. Is it more than our buddy Frank B? Yes. It is. And yes. I think Frank B's number was nine. No, it was not that high. Frank B? Was yeah. it that high? I thought it was that. Uh, I don't think it was that high. Dancer, you mean? Was it Dancer or Frank B? You getting them confused? I might be getting them yeah. confused. Maybe Bob Dancer was nine. Anyway, I remember that number from one of the guys we talked to before. <laughs> the, well, where they won is, yeah, I think nine cars over the years. Dancer might have the record, yeah. yeah. Okay, so little uh, hoops action. Of course, we are in March. little NBA from last night. I mean, ha- we talked about that number yesterday, the Celtics and the Hawks. Uh, we're sitting here. It's the last hour of the show, and there's money coming in on Boston. It went from six and a half all the way to seven, and yesterday morning was seven and a half. I actually did not bet the Hawks. Wanted to, did not, but by the time we got off the air and looked again, it was back down to six and a half. So I'm like, ah, I'll see if it goes back to seven and a half. And never bet it. But I mean, how do you lose that game if you had the Hawks plus? And I know our buddy JVT was on it yesterday as well. They're up 65 51 at halftime, catching potentially seven and a half points in the game. Well, you score 33 in the second half. It was a tale of two halves. And this Boston defense does it again. Yeah, but that's a kick, that you was, know, where? Yeah, sure, right. <laughs> Everything was going into the first half. And they, how do they score 33 points and a half? That's embarrassing. And then the place was on fire as the Celtics hit them with a big run, uh, a huge run to start the second half. And they take them out and they cover. Another big win. And again, Atlanta looks like Atlanta's going to be in that uh, that 9 or 10 seat, running mm-hmm. out of time. It's just parcels. You are what your record says you are. I would and agree with the that. Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and, like the Lakers. And at this point, you, you I think you kind of have to say that about the Celtics because uh-huh. they are one of the hottest teams in the NBA since, you know, uh, well, December 1st and specifically when the calendar flipped over to 2022. I still... Uh, and I told you this, I think, on Monday. I did bet them on vacation at 18-1 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. And, like, the next day, I'm like, why did I make that bet? I went back and looked at things. I'm like, I don't think they can come out of the Eastern Conference. They're, they're a tier below the top teams. And they're going to be in pretty much any single series that they're going to be in, right? Like, they'll be in a series against the Sixers or the Nets or, you know, some of these other teams as well. The Bucks, I think. I, I just, I don't, can the Celtics come out of the Eastern Conference? No. I don't think so either. No. It's a great story. Yep. But I, I think they have a ceiling. I, I don't think that's it. East is too tough. Too many good teams as well. Yeah. But it brought a great story and a phenomenal turnaround. And the other thing, Atlanta is fortunate that the Knicks are, uh, have been a, a mess. I mean, remember, the Knicks were the four seed last year. Lost to Atlanta in the first round. But the Knicks l- loses a 9-10. And they'll lose tonight in Philly. But the Knicks can't even get to 500. And that's the thing that's really benefiting Atlanta. Or else Atlanta could have missed the playoffs here. And not even been in the play-in game. Yep. How bad it's because the Knicks can't get their act together. So they, But that's uh, been a big surprise how bad Atlanta's been. Lakers, losers again last night. No surprise. They were a five-and-a-half-point dog in that game at home against the Mavericks. That was an ugly first half for, for the Lakers. <laughs> ugly. They came back to make it look respectable. The final score was 109-104. to 104. So that game stayed under. Their team total stayed under. But again, these struggles are absolutely real with this team. Some of the highlights from last night, or the video, I should say, because you have to probably call them lowlights, just the, the body language on this team right now is at an all-time low. I've never seen LeBron look like this in terms of body language on the court in my life. Yeah, it's that bad right now in year four with LA. Yeah, well, it's just it's painfully obvious here, but I don't. I mean, you have to bench Westbrook. You have to. He's five of seventeen. 
five of seventeen. He continues to shoot. He can't shoot. No, as long as he's and on the just, court, Paul, he's not going to stop shooting. I know, and that, that's just uh, the def- the number one guy in NBA history with a rational confidence. Uh, I, I just you have to sit him down. And now they're seven games under five hundred. So you thought, okay, they can make some hay here with these this three game homestand. They lose to the Clippers at home. They lose by thirty to the Pelicans at home. And they were getting, I give them credit, they came back. They were getting blown out at halftime. They came back to take the lead, and then Dallas made all the plays down the stretch. And the Lakers lose again at home. So uh, they should be safe because they have a comfortable lead over San Antonio. And then Portland traded McCollum. But boy, are they lucky that San Antonio is uh, so far back and Portland decided to make some trades and make some moves, getting rid of Powell and McCollum because their schedule is brutal. The rest of the way. Oh. And as I said earlier on a Monday show, you can look at the rest of the season and only say that's a win in two games. OKC at home, which could be a stretch. I, I don't even think that's You, you might be right. But yeah. OKC at home and then the Rockets. I mean, they are seven games under 500. Westbrook's killing them. Every move in the offseason backfired. They can't get none on the floor. My God. And they, they lose again at home. And, and, and the Mavs, well, it depends on the number you got. But Mavs, uh, Mavs win again. Get there by five. Yeah. But again, oh. another team that was covering comfortably at halftime, and you're spot on because that was, yep. again, four on the overnights, got to five and a half yesterday morning, lands at five. So whatever you bet with the Mavericks, big time decision maker there. And by the way, the other couple of other games from last night as well, including the Warriors, I mean, a 15-point loss at Minnesota. That was a back-to-back for the T-Wolves. Had that one wrong. Without Edwards, too. Yep, yep. Uh, you got definitely cause for concern. This is, this is real, and it's going to happen. Uh, Memphis is getting the two seed. Memphis is going to pass Golden oh, State. Oh, that, that could be by yep. the end of the week. Yes. Uh, that, how about that? That was pick up. That's a four-point move in that game. Yep. Warriors went off a four-point choice. Couldn't get a stop. So this their schedule also is tough. Let me give you the a rest right now. Of the way. Oh, Memphis is going to get the two seed. Look, Giddy up. 12-1 to one to win the West. Get on that. Look at this over the next couple of weeks for the Warriors. Thursday night at the Mavericks. Saturday at the Lakers. That's a national TV game. Then at Denver, the Clippers, at Denver again in Milwaukee. Yep. That's their schedule until next Saturday, March 12th. Uh, all of those are losable. And by the way, I love what David Thorpe said yesterday on our show. Look at that now. They're a game up on the, on the Grizzlies for the three. David Thorpe said if they if they don't get Draymond Green back, they have no shot. He's right. And what are they now? I think 10 and 8. He's right. Without Draymond and with Clay Thompson. Yep. Yep. So clearly that guy... He was the favorite to win the Defensive Player of the Year when he went out with the injury. Hasn't played since. And he means a lot to that team's success this year, obviously. And without him, forget about it. Timberwolves is a great story, too. Finch is yep. doing a bang-up job. That's a good story with the T-Wolves. It's, it's going to be too late for him to win Coach of the Year, but yeah. uh, uh, it's it's a yep. good turnaround yep. here. Big performance by Towns, too. Great showing. Yep. Good Had game. to have that with no Edwards. Yes. Yep. Any thoughts on the college? Wisconsin clinches a share of the Big Ten. Arizona clinches a share of the Pac-12. They was, ran out USC, no problem. That was a great bounce back for yep. Arizona. They're up by 24 points at halftime. For those of you who missed it late last night on the, in the Pac-12 on the West Coast, up 51-27. Never really a game. They were awesome. Great bounce back after the loss to Colorado. We'll have details on Wisconsin's preseason number to win the Big Ten. I, I'm telling you, uh, and I've never been a big, great guard fan, and the reason why I say that is because so much talent has left Wisconsin like highly ranked recruits who never really gave the Badgers a chance playing high school basketball there. And it just makes me, drives me nuts as a guy from that state. The job he's done this year has been as good as anything in the country. He should be the coach of the year. 
And I would like without Johnny Davis, like and other guys have been you know stepping up and been really good. Without Johnny Davis, what are they a ten win team, twelve win team? They were picked tenth Probably, to yeah. win the Big Ten. Wow, incredible story. Jeff Goodman has been pounding yep. the table. He's been saying, put him on a one on the one seed. Right now, there is still a three, according to everybody who does that. Yeah, this is bracketology. But if they win out regular season Big, Big Ten, Ten and yeah. Big Ten After, title, yeah, well, you think at least a two seed. Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, the first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their uh, daily specials at betrivers.com. We'll run down more of the betting action from last night and win some, lose some coming up next. You spend all day, every day doing this, and you're on the right side of a game for 99-plus percent of the game, only to lose. It's never a good feeling. Details on that coming up next. Thank you, First Bet. Take your shot at a free $5 million horse racing sweepstakes presented by First Bet. Pick the winner of 15 races this Saturday, and the grand prize is yours. And if nobody goes 15 for 15, the top finisher wins an all-expenses-paid trip to the 2022 Preakness Stakes. Sign up to bet it with our friends at First Bet using the code VEGAS25. They get $25 instantly just for signing up. Use it to bet this weekend. First Saturday, mega racing cards at Gulfstream in Santa Anita. VEASAN.com slash horses for more details. And Vegas 25 is the code. All right, so we had a new mock draft yesterday. And it was the guy who's been doing mock drafts in the public and in media longer than anybody else, Mel Kuyper Jr., came out. And it was not Evan Neal going number one overall in his mock draft. It was not Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. It was the offensive tackle, Ekwanu, from NC State going number one overall and his odds to go number one at various sports books across the country were between plus six fifty and eight to one over the weekend. Now, I don't know the answer to this question. I don't know why I reached out to some sports books. I never, it's so it's dicey, mm-hmm. but I asked why the movement on his odds yesterday. Cause I'll, I'll run down his new current odds at several books coming up. Does, does Mel Kuyper Jr. have that much power to where when his mock comes out and a guy like this who is not the favorite to go number one overall is like seven or eight to one and his odds move down to two to one? Is that the reason why? Uh, that's, that's odd, right? Yeah. M- McShay did his mock a couple of weeks ago. He had Neil number one and had the kid, uh, I think, fourth to the Jets. But it just, yeah, they expected that you get Jacksonville got to go offensive lineman. Who's it going to be? Because I'm following this stuff end. and I pay mm-hmm. attention to the odds every single day. Okay. Every day. Yeah. So I'm looking right now. Um, when this came out yesterday, I went immediately and looked at various sports books again. Bet Rivers with Aquanu, he's two to one now. Man, two to one. Points bet moved him to plus three twenty five. Yeah, he's going to do another one and he'll change it. I guarantee it, though. He'll oh, do, I know he'll, he'll do another one and change. I, it. I, yeah, for sure. That, that's that's the yeah. way it goes. Uh-huh. Uh, DraftKings has him at now plus four fifty. That moved and points bet. By the way, was moving throughout the day yesterday. It went from like five to four to plus three twenty five. Out here in Las Vegas, they're not they're not moving like other books. William Hill had him at plus five fifty and station still yeah. plus six fifty. Okay. Kuiper also had the first quarterback pick it at eleven. And Matt Miller, yeah. Matt Miller tweeted, I'm talking to teams more about Trubisky than the twenty twenty two quarterback class. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
All right, some more on the uh, draft now in the Combine. Tony Pauline joins the program now, NFL Draft Analyst with Pro Football no- uh, Network. Tony, thanks for the time today. You're in Indy. How are you? Okay, a little bit tired. Only the first day of the uh, Combine. It starts to really pick up the next couple of days, but uh, it's good to be back, that's for sure, after uh, cancellation last year. Yeah. Was it a late-night steak gathering last night at, what, St. Elmo's in downtown with everybody? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I got a scoop on the story, so I was back here right now. Ah, story. Okay, gotcha. Uh, uh, so what do you make? We were just running down the new odds on Ikwanu, the offensive tackle at NC State, and how they have shifted now this week. He was around, you know, plus 650, 7-1, 8-1, all the way as low as 2-1 to one now at Bet Rivers. Are you buying this where he could go number one overall? No, not at all. I mean, uh, Aiden Hutchinson is the top prospect. You got Kayvon Thibodeau, who may fall a bit. But, but, you know... That would be a pick based on need. And uh, there are many better prospects or higher rated prospects. And, and you know, when you're top, if you are at the top of the draft, you've got to take the best player available. I think in the best case scenario, if the Jaguars want an offensive lineman, whether it be a Quanda, whether it be, uh, you know, the Alabama offensive lineman, Evan Neal, they trade down. I just can't see them sitting at the top of the draft and taking a guy like that when there are better players available. Copy. Okay, so... Let me ask you this, though. If it is an offensive lineman, which one do you like the most out of Equano, Neal? And also, I've, I've seen people make a case for Cross, the kid from uh, Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah I, I Cross is far away, uh, number three on my list. I have Evan Neal slightly higher than Equano. Uh, I just don't think Equano is going to be a left tackle in the NFL. I think he's a right tackle. I actually have him as a guard. I think he's more of a small area blocker. I think he's going to be very good. He's very explosive. I mean, he is a guy who mashes opponents into the ground, but I think, you know, he's more of a power gap guard, which means you can't put him in motion, can't put him out there on the second level, uh, can't have him really block uh, far from the line of scrimmage. Uh, I think Evan Neal has got a better chance at playing left tackle in the NFL than Aquano does. As far as Charles Cross is concerned, I mean, you watch Charles Cross at Mississippi State from a football point of view. He's never come out. He rarely ever comes out of a three-point stance in that Mississippi State offense. He doesn't bend his knees. He just doesn't do the the, the correct things fundamentally. Okay, of the quarterbacks that are probably going to go in the first round, you know, and you can agree or disagree with the list, but I'll throw Pickett, Willis, and Corral at you. There may be some others, I guess. How many overall do you think, as of right now, we get to go in the first round? And which quarterback do you think goes first? I think Willis goes first somewhere in the middle of round one. I don't think he's a top 15 pick. He may end up in the top 15, but he's got a high upside, and he's got a lot of downside risk as well. He's a guy that needs a lot, a lot of work on his game. You know, I have Matt Corral rated slightly higher than Kenny Pickett because Corral's got a better arm. You could use him more in a vertical offense than Kenny Pickett. I like Kenny Pickett of the three you mentioned. He's the most NFL-ready, but he doesn't have the highest upside. He's more of a game manager. You know, when the quarterbacks throw on Thursday, compare Kenny Pickett's ball speed to the other quarterbacks, especially when they're throwing side uh, side by side, I should say. And then, of course, there's the issue with the hand size. Uh, I doubt his hand is going to measure nine inches. I reported on Pro Football Network a couple of weeks ago. He's doing exercises uh, with that thumb to kind of widen his grip. Uh, but there are some teams that are just not going to uh, draft the quarterback early on if they don't have a nine-inch with hand. I know a lot of people have said this as well. Do you feel the same way? How do you evaluate Ritter? And could he sneak in the back end of the first round? Be shocked if he sneaks in the fir- uh, back okay. end of the first round. You know, he's a, he's a physically gifted guy. He's got a good arm. For the most part, he reads defense as well. 
But the fact is that when you watch the film, his accuracy was way off point. He was very wild with his throws. And, and I'm not talking about statistical accuracy. I'm, I'm saying watch how many times guys like Alec Pierce or his tight ends had to leave their feet or adjust backwards to grab the ball out of the air because the ball was not spot on. And, you know, you can get away with that on Saturday. You can't do that on Sunday. Okay. How mm-hmm. about Carson Strong? Carson Strong is disappointed to me. I, I mean, I was one of the first on Carson Strong as a, when he was a redshirt freshman and he came in and took over when they had the injury at the quarterback position uh-huh. at Nevada. He's a big arm quarterback. He's got a high upside, but two things. I mean, that Nevada offense never really helped him progress as a passer. And he's a guy who just likes to sling the ball down the field. He's got to learn to become an NFL passer, make NFL throws on a consistent basis. There's also the question. He had a significant, a massive knee injury in high school, which has raised some red flags or at least raised some speculation. So we'll find out this week if that speculation, you know, if there's some basis to it, because there are some who feel that that uh, knee injury from high school is going to drag him down. I like Carson Strong. I like his upside. I think he could be one of the more talented quarterbacks to come out of this draft, but he needs proper coaching. He needs development. I'm with you with take the best player available. Could Sauce Gardner go as high as five or six? Uh, I could see it. You know, it depends on what happens with Derek Stingley. I mean, Gardner is a, is a guy whose game has improved. He was a much better cornerback in 2021 than he was in 2020. He's got that coveted size. He's got the speed. He's a physical guy. Uh, I, I mean, five, none of these quarterbacks are as good as what we saw last year with Patrick Sertain and J.C. Horn. Uh, then again, we had, what, three quarterbacks go right off the board, one, two, three last year. You don't have that this year. So I, I think it is a possibility, I don't, but I don't think Gardner's as good as the guys we saw last year. Okay. How high are you on Drake London, and uh, does he go in the top ten? Be shocked if he goes in the top 10. He's a good receiver. I mean, he wins out for the contested throws. You got to see what his shuttle times are. You got to see what his three cone times are. I mean, the NFL draft is rife with big, tall college receivers who were able to just beat down opponents and went out for the contested throw on Saturday, but they can't separate on Sunday. And that's the whole, you know, that's the whole game because all of a sudden when you line up on Sunday, the guy on the other side of the offensive uh, line from you, or the line of scrimmage, I should say, is as big, is as physical, is as, as gifted ta- athletically. So I, I like Drake London. I think, you know, he's a fluid, smooth guy. I think he will kind of, you know, get rid of sort of a bit of that argument that uh, he's a big guy who can't separate, but still it just doesn't translate to a top 12 selection for me. All right, Tony, we have like 30 seconds here. One more receiver question. Uh, where do you think Jamison Williams ends up going, mm-hmm. the outstanding receiver from Alabama who was injured? Yeah, well, talk to me after we get his medicals in. I think he's going to be a first-round pick. I think he could go probably somewhere between selections uh, 15 to 22. I think he'll be the second receiver off the board. If it were not for that uh, injury, I mean, he would have been the first receiver taken off the board, and we yep. would have been talking about Jameson Williams as a potential top-ten pick. Totally. Yep, absolutely mm-hmm. agree. Follow him on Twitter. He's at Tony Pauline, and read him at ProFootballNetwork.com. Great stuff today, Tony. Enjoy the combine. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks, Tony. Very busy guy. Got a scoop last night. Yeah. All right. Can't wait to find out what uh, he's going to be writing about today, then when that comes out. Uh, Kuiper only had three quarterbacks in the first round. Corral last pick. McShay had four. He did have Howell sneaking in in the back end of the okay. first round. All right. Uh, up next, we will address some of the stuff with Major League Baseball, some questions that we're getting about it. I, I would tell you this. As always, make sure you know the house rules, especially this year.
There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. This part of the show brought to you by Jack Daniels. Let's get going early, Mitch. Drink smooth, draft smart, make it count. Compete free this March with the Whiskey and Win series presented by Jack Daniels. Play an eight free contest for your shot at a share of 24000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com. Slash Jack Daniels now to join the action. DraftKings.com for details. Jack Daniels, make it count. Speaking of alcohol, my dad, I called my Uncle Buck, the original Uncle Buck, before the movie came out. My dad was in the Boone and Crockett's book for killing one of the largest bears in Alaska. One of the biggest. Uh, How big? I, that, I, I didn't. Can't get that, that detail yet? He no? didn't know. He, he didn't know that. He was How big he was as well. Indy Jeff Seeley joins us now to talk golf. So many winners since the uh, return of the pandemic after the shutdown. And we'll talk about Bay Hill in a second. But first, at CutMakerPod.com, at CutMakerJeff on Twitter. Some big news here. Tell us who you got on your podcast. Yeah, we had a, we had a, good, a really good podcast this week, guys. We, uh, especially if you play DFS, a couple of guys who, who don't uh, do very many podcasts I'm my buddies Bryce Morrow and Blake Stevenson. Um, you probably know Blake better as Empire Maker too on Twitter. Uh, they came on and we we talked a lot of DFS, a few bets, but a whole lot of DFS. So if you play uh, DFS on DraftKings at all, uh, you definitely want to check out the pod this week. A lot of good content on there that'll help you fill out your lineups for the Arnold Palmer. Sure, great, always great. Uh, a listen, CutMakerPod.com, DFS, and also uh, uh, picks as well. Tell us about the course in Bay Hill, please. Sure, guys. So Bay Hills, it's obviously been around for a long time. Um, this course has been played in the tournament forever. So the 7,450 yard, excuse me, 700 and 7,450 yard par 72, uh, one of the harder courses on tour. Winning score is usually around 10 under or so. So very similar to last week in terms of difficulty. Um, you got to be a strong driver. You got to have good long irons. And you got to be able to avoid bogeys. And we saw saw what happens if you can't avoid bogeys. Ask Daniel Berger uh, last week. Got to be able to avoid bogeys, especially on Sunday. And so uh, I think we'll be in for another great, uh, great finish on Sunday. Interestingly enough, uh, last week, last year's champion Bryson uh, withdrew. So uh, it's an interesting kind of top-heavy field. Um, but it's going to make for some really interesting opportunities. And I think there's some 
pretty bad mispricing here this week. Okay, so I want to begin with the favorite, though, to win this thing. I'm looking right now at one book out here in Las Vegas where John Rahm's odds is as low as plus 650. I'm sorry, Jeff, but I just, I mean, there's no chance I could ever consider John Rahm. And in a field like this at plus 650, I can't do it. I know he's awesome. I know people love the guy. How are you approaching it with Rahm that low? Well, here's what's really interesting. So I, the first thing is, and let's just talk briefly about DFS. He is only priced $300 more than Rory on DFS, which I know you guys don't play a ton of DFS, but that's like nothing in daily fantasy. Yet in the head-to-head matchup against Rory, he's minus 160. So, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a tremendous play in DraftKings this week if you're going to play uh, somebody in the higher-end range. If you're going to bet him, he's completely unbettable at his current price, right? Mm-hmm. So, again, like I talk about all the time, you want to look for spots on Thursday or Friday. If all of a sudden, you know, you could very easily see, I'll pick a guy, um, Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland could easily go out day one and be five under and Rom shoot, you know, even par. He's five shots back. You might get a price at 15, 16 to one or so on, uh, you know, on Rom at that point. I think that's when you want to look to fire. Um, you wait till you get him in the mid teens, but because you, you see, he comes storming back on the weekends. Like like a lot of like these true stars do, um, but I don't think he's bettable at this price, but a great DraftKings play at that, at that and, price. And you've given out a ton of winners on this show the last couple of years, but I'll tell you right now, I can't, good luck to you. I can't do it with Adam Scott. It's infuriating to have a ticket on Adam Scott. He can't putt. <laughs> well, no, listen, you're absolutely right. But what's interesting, Paul, is that, you know, he, we all know how great a ball striker he is. And with the disaster has been with his putter, we've seen him miss four footers with, with regularity. But again, he has gained strokes putting in 12 of his last 15 tournaments. I know it sounds hard to believe, but he's actually done it. If he does that this weekend and strikes the ball as well as he has, I mean, he can win this tournament. 35 to 1 is a great price for someone with Adam Scott's pedigree, but even a little lower down the board. But again, I think a bad miss price is, is Hideki Matsuyama. Mm. Um, he's as high as 28 to 1 on points bet. He's not a guy I bet very often, but his long-term form we know is strong, but his short-term form has him top 10 in both proximity from 200 yards and par five scoring. You're going to have to score in the par fives this weekend. You're going to have to birdie those because this is a tough course. You got to take advantage when you can. Um, Hideki's played here several times and despite some decent performances has usually putted very, very poorly here last year. He wasn't as bad. And honestly, and recently, he's putted at least neutral. If Hideki putts neutral this week, again, I'm rolling the dice on two guys who are notoriously bad putters, Hideki and Adam Scott, but I like both of them, and I've already bet them this week. Okay. I know know Jeff Sherman likes this guy, too. What do you think of Mitchell? Oh man, I was I was shocked when I was uh, when I ran my both my long term and short term models this week, and the first guy that came up was Keith Mitchell, and it was course agnostic. That was the crazier thing. If I would have factored in course history initially, it would have made sense because Mitchell has you know, his course history has been tremendous. Um, in in 2020 he was fifth, and 2019 he was sixth. So he has good course history, but it didn't even weight that in. He was number one in both models, and he's 45 to one. He always plays well in Florida. He's top five in proximity from 200 yards, par five scoring. And one of the areas that I think a lot of people overlook is par three scoring. You see a lot of bogeys on par threes. And Mitchell is fourth in the field in par threes from 200 and 250 yards. There's four of those here this week. All these holes traditionally play over par for the field. So if Mitchell plays those well, 
another area he may gain. Um, good course history, really good recent form. Keith Mitchell's a great play at 45 to 1. All right, very good. It's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Any Jeff Seeley, our guest on Twitter again, at Cutmaker Jeff. Uh, Jeff, so th- those are the core plays. How about some some long shots, some bombs? And I know you're going to begin with uh, Maverick McNeely and tell us why you like him. A lot of people I know have been on him now uh, in this calendar year. He's played well, yeah. but he's he's a huge number this week. He is, yeah. He's, he's sixty to one this week, and my probably one of my favorite plays for the weekend is him at the top twenty at plus one seventy. He grades out certainly within the top twenty for me. He checks a lot of the key boxes. Um, I'm again, I'm a little concerned about the par three scoring for him, but again, another guy, if he plays the par threes, even for the tournament, I think he can make a really strong run guys. Another guy who's been flying under the radar and playing great golf lately is Cam Young. He's finished 16th, second, 26th, 20th and 40th. His last five events, he's 75 to one. So this, he's a 24 years old, went to wake Forest. He's currently 15th in the FedEx cup rankings. Yet you couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Most people couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Mm-hmm. His long irons and putting have been great lately. I think this may be the week he breaks through for his first PGA Tour victory. I love him at 75 to 1. And a guy who I'm going to continue to bet as a long play, Mitch, I know he's a guy you like as well. Lanto Griffin, 80 to 1. Grades out really well this week. Uh, pops again. Everything that you need to do well here, Lanto does well, except avoid bogeys and and lanto is notorious for the double that or triple or worse that ends up crippling him in the tournament but he's top 30 in putting in the long irons and par five scoring and par three scoring from the key range so if he could just avoid some big blow-up holes lanto at 18-1 i think could be in the conversation all right so matsuyama scott mitchell mcneely young and griffin for the outrights how about matchups that you like this weekend yeah, I played Sunjay M. I expect a strong bounce back him uh, for him this week over Matt Fitzpatrick. And Seamus Power grades out really well in my model. Um, I, Justin Rose, I just don't think he'd keep it going for a whole tournament. So I played Power over Rose. All right, buddy. Again, follow him on Twitter. He is at Cutmaker Jeff. And go check out that podcast this week. Again, Empire Maker yep. 2 on Twitter. Uh, you're telling us he's one of the sharpest guys you've ever met. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, good, it's a good pod. Great information, especially if you like uh, DFS. Very right. cool. And we'll see you in a month, my friend, for the Masters. Looking you got it, forward Looking to it. forward to it. There you go. Hi, buddy. Excellent job. Uh, humans and Jeff Sherman also like Zalatoris as well. Mm. I uh, put some pizza money on him. So there you go. Good stuff. Boy, you're Phil, Phil Mickelson. Oh, my God. I mean, wow. losing sponsors left and right here. Wow. My God, Phil. Um, yeah. How about that? Oh, I was supposed to be off the record. Okay. And the, the reporter disputed that, too. Poor Phil. What a well, bad job. By n- not good when he said that. And no, absolutely. Like, like every single person in the business came out and said, uh, unfortunately, Phil, that reporter is like the best reporter in the business. Yeah. So the you're, apology sucked, too. Oh, it was a terrible apology. Yeah. Yep. I'm a good guy. Made it about him. Uh, yeah. yeah. Horrible job by Mickelson. That's the thing is that, like, overall, in totality, Phil Mickelson has never really been that likable of a guy. Just hasn't been. Yeah. Don't forget the Billy Walters stuff. Of course. You can't. But apparently, Billy's going to get into it in his book. Yeah. But I, I, I do remember him on the Manning cast this year, and he was the best guest they had the entire season. Yeah. Oh, he's funny. Mickelson was yeah. – but he was asking – like, you can tell you could tell by watching the Manning cast that Phil Mickelson bets on games. Yeah. You just – you knew it right away. Mm. He's asking every question that the audience wanted, wanted answered. I don't know. I think it says a lot about a person when you cash a big future ticket and you already have a ton of money. 
but you cash a big future ticket on the team to win the Super Bowl, and they have a big celebration and party for you when you come in to cash the ticket and you tip zero. Yeah. There's probably more to the story than what we know, but that was when he won on the Ravens all the way back in, what, 2001? Yeah, yeah, with a great defense. Had a huge number on that team to win the Super Bowl for a gigantic bet at the Bellagio. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Threw him a big deal. Come on. Shindig. Sprinkle the infield. Yeah. Make it rain a little bit. Yep. Come on. All right, let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You can get in touch with the show. Email is open as always. FTM at VSIN.com. FTM for follow the money at VSIN.com is the email. Up next, did sports books adjust NFL draft odds for the number one overall pick based on one mock draft? And Tony Pauline is a draft analyst for Pro Football Network. Evan Neal is the favorite at most books to go number one overall now. Does he agree with that? We'll find out coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to CallShe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. More with Randy McKay coming up. Welcome back. Ben Hayes, winnersandwiners.com, is on a nice run. He has his play on a, a blowout tonight. Text VEASAN 320-350-3500. 320-350-3500. Uh, absolutely free if you like that tonight. We continue here. Professional gambler, sports better Randy McKay in studio for the entire hour here to close up shop on a Wednesday. Uh, okay, so what are your backroom stories? that you have at casinos in Las Vegas or maybe outside of the state of Nevada. You ever get roughed up before? I have never been roughed up, but I've, I know a few other people that have been roughed up. Um, I've been in uh, three back rooms. Um, what was the game? Uh, the one, I won a pretty big promotion at a casino and they didn't like it. Why? And they, uh, you know, they just get where they don't like you after a while, <laughs> okay. I guess. Okay. And uh, they asked me to go in the back room, and I did because I knew I could get back in the casino. I might not be able to play machines, or I might lose my slot car privileges, but they let me still bet sports at this particular casino, and I wanted to at least utilize the sports book, and they were fine with that. I was friends with the sports book manager. He used to throw me a lot of bones. You know, he'd be heavy on one side, and he'd give me an extra half point on a game to – 
help them lay off. Back in the day, casino or some sportsbook managers would do that. They probably don't need to do it now because they're all consolidated. But if you knew some sportsbook managers and they knew you mm-hmm. you could get down for them, they'd give you an extra half point, or you know they'd take the game down the board and give you an extra half point on the game they needed the side on. So back room th- at least back room three times never roughed up or walked to the door. What's what's frowned upon? Uh, it's up to the casino what's frowned upon. Uh, you know, they think they think you're up to something. They can pretty much dictate how they want to, you know, they're a private entity. They can dictate anything they want to you. Um, you know, sometimes it could be, you know, they think you're cheating on a machine if you hit too many jackpots, which in the one case where I got walked to the back door and then let me in the next day, I was I was hot on a machine. It was triple-double. Uh-huh. You know, and you can hit, I hit aces with a kicker like twice real quickly, you know. And I was playing $5, so that's 20 grand a crack. Wow, yeah. You know, and they thought I was up to something. <laughs> I was just I was just playing for extra card drawing tickets, uh-huh. you know. And uh, and that's actually the, one of the times that my buddy was playing there too, and that's that's when they backroomed him and, and roughed him up. So, so, Randy, can you take us through what that, what is that conversation like when a casino they want to take you to a back room or they want to have a conversation with you, and what are your options? Well, it's usually two, three security guards, and then it starts with, excuse me, sir. And then you're like, uh, you, know what's, uh, you know what's coming. You know what's when coming get, at that when point. When you get that, excuse me, sir, you know what's coming. And, uh, and you just you get, I kind of dig I take, I take a deep breath. I just relax, and I, you know, like Bob Narcissian says, try to be nice, you know. Just say, hey, you know who I am. You don't need my, they always ask for ID, too. Don't give them your ID. You don't have to. Oh, you don't have to? No. I don't get, you're not supposed to give them your ID. They know who you are. Sure, of course, yeah. You know, and just slowly walk to the door, or if you can talk to a manager, talk to a manager is the, is the way to handle it. But always just try to be nice. Don't try to be forceful, because they'll, They'll use that against you. Okay. Bob Narcessian been on the show. Very good attorney. What uh, what also what happened to your friend? A couple times. What was he doing? He's been yeah, he's been backroomed a couple times and actually got roughed up uh two times. And uh he's one of Bob's best clients, let's put it that way, um, at different properties and uh I was out I was just out here for his wedding. He got married on two twenty two is uh Little Asian wife, of course, uh, wanted to get married. And uh, it was supposed to be a planet Hollywood, but then we he switched it over to Caesar's Palace and uh, turned out to be a pretty good wedding. Of course, I didn't bring clothes, and I had to make a run to men's warehouse and <laughs> get some different clothes, but it worked out okay. But uh, He is sued in one? Yes. He got, uh, he got a six-figure payout from one casino so far, and he... Probably he'll get another one again. Well, what's the problem? Did they thought he was it a blackjack? Would they think he was up to something too? And they beat the hell out of him. The second time, uh, they thought he was eighty six from a from this group of casinos. So uh, the new uh, emergency team uh, tackled them, thinking he was eighty six. He was trying to walk to his car, and uh, he got really bruised up on the tackle. And uh, in the back room, they he got pretty bruised up too when they put him in handcuffs and waited for Metro and he actually had to spend a little time in the can, I guess. Okay. So when, when people hear 
like the, the legendary stories, and they think to themselves, oh, that doesn't really happen in Las Vegas. Oh, it happens. Yeah, it doesn't happen as much as it used, used to, to happen. Yeah. What they do now, and different properties use, utilize this, and they realize that if they take away privileges, that's pretty much the same as 86 in you. Let's mm-hmm. slot club privileges or restricting your account or stuff that even sports books use, like limiting your bets and mm-hmm. things like that. I was, uh, because of our schedule, I used to go to this uh, local place and have breakfast at 3, 4 in the morning because uh, of our crazy schedule on the weekends. And I noticed a guy would always come in and he'd walk through every single machine, the video poker, and he'd go through them. I go, what's this? And he left. He does it every time he am in. I go, what's this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Guy says, he, he's looking for multipliers that people left. Mm-hmm. Can you or could you just make a living by going through and go casino to casino, do you call them a sweeper? Is that the term? A vulture yeah, sweeper? Like and sweepers, just go yeah. and looking for multipliers or looking for bonuses or something left on a machine by somebody who really doesn't understand what they were doing. It's pretty tedious work, but yeah, you can make a you can make a fairly decent amount of money doing that. Of course, you got to go to obscure places because, like in these bigger places, there's so many people doing that. There's so many people looking for the multipliers left on Ultimate X, you know, the bonuses left on different, the different uh, slot machines and things like that. So if he's putting in that kind of work, yeah, he's he, he's doing okay. I mean, some of the machines have different bonus games besides Ultimate X, so he might have been looking at those as well. What's the first thing you look for when you walk through a casino? Oh, I'll check and see what kind of games they have that I know how to play. I'll... I look, I look. I also look at a lot of progressives. I play a lot of progressive slots, so I'll see if the progressives are high. And how, how high does it have to be, right? Yeah. For, for yeah. it to catch your eye, like in a dollar do- denomination, two dollars, whatever it is, for so people know, like, and you're like, okay, now that this thing could pop pretty soon, I need to hop in on this thing. So, like a dollar royal flush pays four thousand. Uh-huh. Let's, let's just start with that. Yeah. So most games. If it gets to right around the nine, $10,000 level, that's when it gets to be uh, 100% or above payback. And that's when I, I start looking at it. Like even last week, the, the bar machine here at uh, Circa was up to close to 40000 for the $5 one. Yeah, it hadn't hit in seven months. Yeah. And, yes. And that one, that one, I was hoping it would be here when I got here because that one was getting right at the 100, at the 100% or above level. And that's what I look for is, is mostly progressive machines, but there's there's other machines I look at too. Okay, a sweeper, a sweeper and vulture, same thing. Uh, vulture is more of a guy that plays like there's different bonus slot machines, and people leave the bonus. They're not doing anything wrong. They'll leave the bonuses like where they're just about ready to pay out, and they quit the machine. So the vultures and then will come in and they'll clean out that. They'll clean out the bonus on that machine, where the sweeper is okay. just sweeping off the ultimate X. What's a creator? All right, two minutes. There's these guys, and they're and they're like almost con artists, and I've seen them a few times in the casino. Especially, I've seen them on the strip and downtown. They'll show you a picture of a big jackpot on ultimate X. They'll sh- right on their phone. They'll say, "Come play ultimate X," and what they do, I've, I've watched them do it. They'll they'll get a tourist to play whatever denomination it is. 
And when they get dealt a big hand or all the multi big multipliers come out, they have them switch games. And they'll do it like on five or six games. And every time they switch the games for the big multipliers, they switch the games. And then when the tourist runs out of the money, you know, they, he walks them kind of away. And then he comes back and then he'll clean out the big multipliers. Oh, on boy. He creates the multipliers is what he's doing. And, and tourists will know. No better, obviously. Yeah, they, they'll take him for his know. word. Yeah. yeah, and then he sit, he comes back to the machine, and then basically on every game he's looking at four times, eight times, twelve times, whatever it might be. Exactly. And they don't know what that, what that means. Yeah, and I've seen. I've actually saw one one of the guys get thrown out that I seen creating. I seen him get thrown out oh, of yeah. one casino as that. You know, hopefully they get rid of these guys because that's. That's that, as low as it gets. That right sounds there. to me like that should be more than yeah. just frowned upon. Like that very to get, frowned upon. Yeah, you, you need to go bye bye for that yeah. one. All right, so follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network, professional gambler and sports better, Randy McKay, in studio with us. In fact, he recently moved to a new state because the opportunity was so strong with sports betting, the offers, the promotions, which state, why the move, and what can we learn from this? We'll ask him all of that coming up here on Vsin. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.